little bit. So, uh, yeah, guys, David got food poisoning. <laughs> I was, like, shitting dust today. <laughs> that is how much... That is how often I have been, like, shitting today. That has been the sheer quality of my turds today. They can't even formulate to be turds. You remember the part of Infin uh, Infinity War where everybody just, like, like vanishes like they get yeah, yeah. snapped? Well, imagine poop coming out of your asshole like that. That's what happened to me. Just all disconnected, like, teeny tiny bits of what's supposed to be a bigger puzzle of grandeur, but no. That's just what's been coming out of me since I ate some bad pancakes or something or got a food bug or whatever since I work with the public. I gotta just be real with y'all for a second before we even introduce ourselves here because... <sighs> no, fuck it. I'll do the intro first. No, right, I whatever. wanted to do it. Oh, you wanted to do it? Yeah. Go ahead. Sometimes, asshole, sometimes... Welcome, guys, to the Double D Experience. I was about to say, I was going to cut you off. You didn't even say the name of the podcast, you absolute simpleton. I was going to say sometimes shitting, uh, sometimes barfing, but, oh, but never out of my but, nostrils. But, but always food poisoned. But always food poisoned, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's what happened to me. I ate some bad pancakes or something, or like I was just building up. I felt a little weird the last two days. Is is there a way to talk about food poisoning without going into the TMI territory? Like, honestly. Oh, I don't give a shit. You're listening to the uh, okay. experience right now. I'm going to talk about my poop Be in such fucking uh Wes Anderson detail. <laughs> I'm I talking like M, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, like fucking uh, Chris Nolan, all conglomerated together to make a film about one da gigantic turd. David's going to make a Frank West story about his poop. I covered shit, you know. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I've covered turds, you know. I covered turds, you know. No, for real. Yeah. Like, you ever, like, been with your girl for, like, hours upon hours upon hours on end, and it gets to the point where you are pretty much just ejaculating dust? <laughs> You you know that you know that part of like I, the long it, fuck sessions it, where like you get to the point where when you come like you feel that you came like you know you yeah, had yeah. an orgasm but just but nothing just, comes out. But my, my favorite uh like that's sort what's of, happening to my asshole right now. Favorite like sort of metaphor for me to like always just describe that it's just like the dick going. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just you got no more anything in the tank there's just nothing <laughs> left and, <laughs> and you know it's just so weird too because like Ugh. even if you if anyone's ever like watched a uh hentai out there it's just like the yeah. guy just has like oceans of jizz just ready on demand just like fucking mouse kakaritu yeah. Fucking Mount Kakaritu like eruption but, every single time he comes. But, but in like real life though it's and i guess this also depends on like i guess like what uh you I don't know what your ball sack is genetically. Your made. diet, how long? Yeah, yeah, how exactly often too, you jack yeah. off. But it's like stuff. after like the first. Frankly, how turned on you are yeah. as well. That's that's another factor is like, how horny you are. How like after I feel as if three times the average I think dude probably just kind of like so like, yeah he's got something to show for it you know it's like I got got my star of approval just gonna come out of my dick and then after the fourth one it's just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> this is like nothing. You got nothing in the tank. Mm-hmm, not, nothing in the tank, got the money in the bank, got the axe deodorant so your pits don't stank. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real, though. I, I did not know I David imagine... was an MC. I did not know 
this guy could just pull bars well, my beard's out his sort of ass. coming back in, so maybe. And that's not the only thing that's coming out of my ass. I imagine, dude, that it's like the same equivalent feeling of how Toad's voice actress feels after a recording session of that fucking character. Like, just over and over. I'm going to back up away from the mic a little bit. Because, you know, they're like, yeah. Hello! Yeah. <laughs> and then after, like, doing that for three fucking hours, or however long those recording yeah. sessions are, probably just like, <laughs> Like, she can't even go back home and, like, get dick. Because, like, her man just won't understand what the fuck she's saying. She's like, Hey, babe! I want your dick! It's like, wait, babe, what are you saying? It's like, I want your dick! I want your dick! Used to be the uh, same voice actress as Peach, by the way. And just to know how um, extraneous the, uh, the... Of a voice Toad is to do, of course, for long periods of time, at least. Mm. Um, she would always record Peach's lines first when they when they were doing a new game. Like she would mm. record Peach's lines first, oh, and yeah, then, then Toad's, because if it was the other way around, there was no way she was gonna be able to yeah. talk all high pitched like Peach and mm. everything. Just like, oh, did I win? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's it's like, all like especially the, the very exaggerated girly girl yeah. voice that she has. Because especially if you're trying to do it all in one session, like if you're trying exactly. to just do that within like a day. If chances are, like, if you're doing it the other way around, all you're gonna hear is, "Hello, my name is Peach. How are you, Mario? Mario, help!" <laughs> 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 like you're just going through like puberty as a grown oh woman. Uh, 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 but going another back. reason why Daisy is better. Facts, true. But also just going back to, uh, to food poisoning just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all you guys. Um, As since, I take a sip from my Gatorade. <laughs> and we, we all like, we, you know, we have the timestamps down there. So if you want to skip this topic, please feel free. Because I know like this is going to get into like some real TMI territory. But David, I want to ask. In your uh, 25, let's say plus years, right? Of living yeah. on this earth. Mm-hmm. What was your worst? Because I think almost everyone at least has had one. Like, what was your first, like, what was your worst, worst food poisoning experience? Food poisoning experience. Um, well, here's and one what did you eat off. that got it? Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, for me, it was nothing because, uh, funny enough, you know, among the worst food poisoning experiences that I've ever gotten was not, uh, inflicted upon me. Rather, instead, it was inflicted God's wrath upon my father and my sister. One time, we were in Spain. My sister uh, traveled to Europe a couple of times. My sister's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Still does for her, her job and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was in Spain, just like uh, many years ago, just like, you know, it just on vacation, mm-hmm. exploring. I think it was a foreign exchange program. I don't remember what it was, but my me and my family, mm-hmm. we went to visit her. And they all ate something that I did not partake in. And they got food poisoning around the last day of the vacation, and they were stuck. So, it was just me and my mom, who were okay, right? Mm. We had to venture out, the two non-Spanish-speaking members of the family, into Spain to go to um, uh, La Farmacia Uh. uh, to, like, 
get medicine for them, and we were the only ones who didn't speak the language. So that was among the worst, because it was awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so there was that. But as far as my actual asshole exploding, I'm not going to go into detail about it, obviously, because yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get too big upon my personal life. But um, the place where I work at, there is a Philly Charlie's. Oh, no. That has let me down twice. Let you the down two- in terms of stomach? Yep. Oh, shit. Oh, the shit. two times that I have eaten there, it has destroyed my stomach. Both times that oh, I've damn. eaten there. Once is like, you know, a bad batch, whatever. Someone didn't cook something enough, mm-hmm. whatever, back there. Whatever. Or you just ordered something bad off the menu, which I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Second time, I got something different. Okay. I, a different day. Mm-hmm. Still, not only does the meat at that place taste like fucking cardboard and have the texture of such, but it also destroyed my asshole in such a way that it not only, you know, came out in a bad way, it hurt. It really, really hurt. Like, it felt like I was shitting glass when I I ate at those fucking things, man. And I'm, you know, can be prone to hemorrhoids, which is why I thank God every day of my life that I'm not gay. Because, like, (laughs) the fact that I don't have to take a dick... Is really, really good. <laughs> I had external hemorrhoids once. That was painful. That was uh, that was no fun. But um, internal is better, but it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Point is, in recent memory, that's among the worst. There was another time mm. where I just ate way too much. Like, I think I ate, like... I think I had a big dinner, and then late that night, I, I do... Sometimes I do some late-night snacking. Yeah, I ate yeah. a whole pint of uh, Ben & Jerry's. Oh! Uh, Netflix and chilled. And Damn. I'm normally able to eat all that. Mm. But that time, holy fuck, it was just too much food. And, like, it hurt mm. so bad to take that dump. So it wasn't even necessarily food poisoning. More so brain poisoning of the tunist in the in the sense the that, like... stuff in your fucking stop stomach. fucking eating. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So those are probably the most recent things that uh, come to mind. The... Oh, I, I have another kind of story related to I eating I was too going much. to ask you about uh, yours. R- relating, yeah. rela- I have two relating to, one, eating too much, and how all, actually that prevented me from getting the pussy. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, no. And the other one being food poisoning, as everyone kind of already knows, you know, the the Chinese takeout, uh, me getting basically knocked the fuck out of commission for two weeks and not being able to take my final or even study for it. I mean, yeah. Oh, you've told me this yeah, yeah, story. That, that one. And oh, was... but you have not told the, you've not told the people. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's so, go. I mean, I think I have told this one at an early episode, but I'll, I'll start with the, uh, the had too much food and couldn't have. Oh, the... you did. Yeah. This was I did. a long time. Yeah, it was a while ago. It might've yeah. been like a year ago. At yeah, this point. yeah. Yeah. So I'll, if anything, I'll just start with the, um, the it's coming out both ends (laughs) uh with the story about like how i ate just too much food and i just couldn't get the boozy and it was around valentine's day 2018 so this was like a good month after i had uh, made it official with my current girlfriend so we went to a like a korean chinese fusion type of restaurant and i got myself like just a bowl of noodle soup and then for for some fucking reason, and it, this happens every now and then, but after like one, let's say, I guess you could call it an entree. After one entree, sometimes my brain's like, hey, you could eat more. <laughs> Go eat more. 
So after that noodle soup, I had a, a plate of fried rice. And it was a big... Like, if you've ever been to certain restaurants and like how they bring out the fried rice, like it's sometimes it's fucking huge. It's like a big mm-hmm. serving of it. So I ate... They are known for big yeah, portions. Yeah. And because uh, they're not meant for one person, like my fat ass. But like I ate that whole plate by myself on top of the noodle soup that I had like after uh, right before. So then me and my girl, we went back to my house. And we were gonna like you know get some of the some of the sexy times, very nice. But no, it was not very nice because. And by the way, there there was spoiler. I guess skipping ahead just a little bit, there was no bodily fluids involved uh, in this incident. It was just that literally, I was so fucking full, and lying down in bed, I was so fucking full that I couldn't even get my dick up. Like it was just like there was just so much <laughs> interference in that whole region that like I just was like. Like, even if, let's say, we did fuck, I probably would just be like, all I'd be thinking about is just my stomach. My stomach would be screaming. It's like, you fat fuck. Like, what did you do to me? <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to do anything. I just could not do anything. And the thing was, too, was that right after that, that was our lunch date. We went to a Korean barbecue place right after. And here's the thing. I didn't even fully digest my whole fucking lunch. So it was like still half sitting in my gut. As I'm just eating this grade B ass fucking meat off of this like disgusting uh, cast iron uh, grill. And I mean, I got at least because anyone who's ever gone to like a Korean barbecue place and especially like if you've ever it is, you know, if you're from New Jersey, you know about cast iron pot Uh, over there. Like, you know, it's basically all you can eat. So I was just Mm -hmm. like after like five pieces, like like there was a bit of a bit of a pace. And then after that fifth piece, I was just like, oh. And you know, if anyone's ever seen like Korean barbecue meat, and especially depending on which one you get, it's very oily. Like it's, it's very oily. Like the, you're, you're eating like for meat like that, you're eating 20% oil on top of the fucking meat uh, like, that you're consuming. So we had the like, I literally, I, and I felt that and she gives me shit for this like every now and then. And she would always, like, tell me and warn me, like, you know, like, don't eat too much because, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to happen again. So I, I I wouldn't say I've learned my lesson because I still eat, like, a fat ass whenever I can. I still eat sometimes two Chipotle bowls in one sitting. So, Ooh. like, you know, like, it's only if, like, I guess, like, I'm, I just have nothing in me. If I'm, like, that hungry, like, I'll eat. Like, I will yep. eat. But... I, I'm not. I'm never gonna do that again. Like that was a terrible fucking uh, lesson I had to learn because I I don't know. Like my brain, like, especially like my stomach is just like my dick. It's like it always. It's always so positive, you know. It's like oh, you could do it. You could you could do it, man. Like you got this. And then literally after I'm done, it's just like what have you done to me? Ejaculating dust. <laughs> yes, exactly. Actually, like actually. the good life. Life comes full circle that way, doesn't it? Yeah, and oh man. So that was that story, and I guess high metabolism, right? That's how you're. That's how you're at least able to do that, even when you like you know you're that hungry. Yeah, I mean, I've always had it uh, high metabolism, but it was just like, oh yeah. I think after I after like a couple of years before, like I think it started to slow down definitely a bit because like I have cousins who eat more than me, and they've slowed down too. Like in terms of like consumption wise, like mm-hmm. uh, how much they could even just like intake uh in one sitting. I had like a cousin who I think 
I, I don't want to tell this story because it's his story, but like he essentially broke his uncle's wallet because of how much he ate. And he just basically said, I'm never taking you here again because of how much he fucking consumed. Like, that's how oh, much the bill, like, got wrong. Right yeah. the wallet, yeah. bro. So, I mean... I feel like my daughter yeah. just got married. <laughs> Gotta just pay that dowry. But, Dude. Yeah, when, it, when the young kids who can mm. eat like that, man, holy... But crap. they eat remember, junk, too, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but when yeah. they're growing, it's mm. different, especially when they're a boy. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, a young... Oh, my God. I remember, like, years and years ago, my first ever job when I was working at the Wayback Burger. Mm-hmm. Um... As a kid and his mom came in, and there's a, there's a little thing there called the Cheesy Burger. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is like one of those things, two patties on top of each other with the yeah, inverted yeah. buttery buns and stuff like that. With like mm-hmm. four pieces of cheese. He ate two of those goddamn things. On top of like, you know, all the fries on the side and shit. And I looked at him and I'm like, bro, really? And his yeah. mom's like, his mom straight up is like, he'll eat it all. And it never occurred to me that entire day until like, I guess like years later when I realized, oh my god. That was me. <laughs> I used to eat, I ate like that when yeah, I was same, a teenager same. and I thought nothing of it. I was just able to eat mm. all that because like your body just needs all that food. Yeah. Like, like you're you're a growing boy, you know. And I'm like, "Hold, but when I'm looking at that shit at like an adult, I'm like, oh, like yeah. I had some home cooked bacon I made for myself. Mm. Uh four four strips with like two egg sandwiches that I Ooh. ate just cuz I wanted just cuz I wanted it. Yeah, no. It tasted delicious. And I don't know if it was just like, you know, like I feel so fat like afterwards that mm. I mentally felt <laughs> shitty, but I, I thought I physically felt shitty. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought I felt like my blood pressure in my arms like feeling a little different from eating all that. <laughs> you know, and I don't know if that was just mental or if it was something else or if in the more likely case I really just cannot eat like that that anymore. often anymore because like mm-hmm. you i gauge it completely based on how hungry i am yeah yeah and also how much fast food i've ever had during a week like i never mm-hmm. ever ever try to eat fast food more than once a week at mm-hmm. the most like ever like there's like i literally work below a five guys <laughs> oh yeah that's true i thought true. fuck like i went in that like they were so giving true. away free five guys to the employees the first day that place opened and i made a fucking scene like i went to all the employees and i was just like no nope, no nope. you gotta shut this place down you guys gotta, like, you guys gotta stop this out. And they were all looking at me, right? Like, all the employees, because they thought I was serious. And the manager was like, no, what's wrong? Whatever. I was like, dude, I work literally directly below this. I cannot have a five guys this close to me. <laughs> and they all laughed, and, you know, it was all good. And I got my free bacon cheese, Borgie, and the fries. And mm. five guys is fucking divine. It's so it is, good. But it, it's, it's definitely on the pricier side, though, nowadays. It yeah, used to be, like, just a mom and pop. Not a not mom and pop, but, like... It kind of had that vibe where it's like, oh, like cheap burgers, you know, that you could buy, like, let's say at least two or three. Like it's and I always saw like a lot of groups going to five guys. Yeah. Usually, and I saw like sometimes like little leaguers and their teams like would all like just get in the car and like they would just go to five guys and like I would just see them all there. And the uh, I have to say that like the it, it's so weird because like when we're young, as you said, right? Going back to that just a little bit, like, when we're young, we don't think about consumption, like, at all. We don't think about what the fuck we're putting in us, like, in terms of, like, just ingesting and eating. Like, mm-hmm. we, back in the day, at least, like, I, I remember like, I drank soda every fucking day. And, like, every <laughs> chance I got, especially at fast food, like, I always always get a soda. And I, I I would always get, like, the largest size possible, like, basically supersize me, but, but, like, you know, this is after that whole fucking thing. So Supersize me, but without, like, you know, deliberately inducing myself to vomit. Yeah. By and, eating. Or into a coma. Copious <laughs> amount of McDonald's. <laughs> like, 
but nowadays though it, it's so weird and i mean i guess for a lot of people like you know if they reach that age like I, i'm pretty sure this has already hit a lot of you out there like i drink more water than i ever have water fucks water fu- water fucks at the same time i try my best to if they because i still get meals when it comes to like fast food and i think honestly uh-huh. if you keep your fast food consumption to like maybe once a week you'll be okay you won't die yep. like you know the, the whole thing with fast food is that you just shouldn't fucking eat it all the fucking time that's it like that, that if that's all if you could do that you're fine you could have enjoy a chick-fil-a sandwich every week if you so wish like you don't have to cut chick-fil-a mcdonald's burger king wendy's out of your life if you just keep it in that uh like let's say time frame but dude like every yeah any times i get uh whenever i get uh meals i always just say you could keep the drink or at the very least i just give it to someone else uh that i'm with and just like hey you want this and then i just drink my water like i take the big cup and i just fill it with water yeah. at the uh at the station i will i won't lie though sometimes i fill it with dr pepper just as, like, yeah, if same. I feel like I've drinking a lot of water, too. But, like, if I really feel shitty or I feel like I've been eating too badly mm. recently or whatever. Or if I'm just, like, being healthy, conscious in my brain, I'm just mm. like, yeah, ice cold water. Yeah. And, I, and it's not even, like, the water that I bring with me everywhere to avoid mm-hmm. buying water at places. So then I really get my hydration on. And you'll be amazed at how much better that makes you feel. Guys, yeah. I don't even like Gatorade. I, I It was never my thing. <laughs> Growing up or anything, uh, I guess it was more of an acquired taste. Or I really like cherry, so I got the cherry mm. flavor just now. I've been drinking that for like at least an hour, two hours now, and holy shit, I feel monumentally better. You don't understand. I've been bedridden, all like well, maybe not bedridden, but like I we have just been like lying down mm. to cool off all day with like how much those pancakes, you know, destroyed you know my innards, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now I'm like just sitting here recording with mm. Dennis, who again. Thank you. I, I, I you've been you've been so patient, dude. I appreciate it. Oh, and, I, uh, I was busy myself. No worries, man. Uh, mm. It's all just as well as if anything, man. Because like for mm. reasons that I won't get into right now, it's actually kind of good that we had to delay it today anyway. Or yeah, that, I, that the stomach issues came around mm-hmm. that kind of time. You'll just have to tune in later to find out what <laughs> that's all about. But yeah, man. Honestly, like even so, like if I'm really hungry one day. And I'll be like, oh, it's been a while since I've eaten Five mm. Guys or whatever. Like, I can I can have, you like, indulge. a burger or yeah. whatever. Bacon and I do it, and I feel fine afterwards because mm. I know, like, I at least did that in moderation. Yeah. And then I think back to when I was a teenager, and yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. How am I not vomit. dead? Yeah. And, I'm, and how, frankly, how blessed we are that we have such high metabolisms. That really mm. is truly a legit, like, insane blessing that yeah. you're able to eat like that. And just not, By all intents and purposes, holy fuck, I should be fat. But See? I'm not. TBH, a lot of people. Uh, thank that God, I, a lot of people that I knew in the past too, like who ate a lot. Uh, thank God, yeah, they also had fa- uh, fast metabolism. But like the people that didn't, though, dude, it when it hit them, it hit them. Mm-hmm. Like they them extra pounds like came on in force. Uh, like especially like you know for everyone called it what the <laughs> am I gonna <laughs> blow up? No, worse, it'll go it'll right to, to your thighs. thighs. And then you'll blow up. <laughs> <laughs> but like everyone knew the f- the freshman fifteen. He was thick though. So, sometimes freshman fifty, depending on how much you fucking yep. eat, especially in college. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, if you are also dorming, chances are most college freshmen don't exercise. So most of the time, after let's say they go to the uh, to the cafeteria, got their food, they go right back to the dorm and they just lie down and they don't move. Don't do anything. It just lets it sit there. And everyone also knows how abundantly healthy cafeteria food is. 
no matter mm-hmm. where the fuck you go, I don't give a shit. Like, they, it's the most delicious. No, I'm joking. But, like, it's... Chicken tendies, chick, chick, you know, dude, your borgies. I, David, I wish you could see, like, back in high school, when I was uh, back in uh, my high school, I wish I could show you a picture of what my standard lunch was. I'm going to tell you it's right now. And just imagine this on one little, like, plastic little tray that you'd sometimes get from, like, the from the lunch line. Mm-hmm. Two spicy chicken sandwiches. Two. Two cups of fries. Uh, what the fuck else? There was, um, there were times when I even got, like, a burger just because I was like, oh, you know, it's like, I could, I could fit it in. But, like, in, into my gut. So, that was, like, three sandwiches, two fries. And then, uh, sometimes if we had, uh, if the lunch line, because there was two lines. There was, like, whatever we had for the, for the day. And then all like the fast foody type of shit on one other section. And I was always mm. at that section. But if sometimes the lunch of the week or the lunch of the day was like pretty decent, sometimes it'd be pizza. I'd go on there like right afterwards yeah. with my fucking full tray in hand as they give me the pizza. And they would just look at my plate and go. And then let's see this skinny ass Asian kid and just cannot believe it. How in the fuck do you eat that much? And I mean, I, to be fair... Like, nowadays, obviously, I can't do that anymore. Like, I look back at that, and, like, I'm just also thinking, like, that was also my mom's, like, lunch money. She gave me fucking $10, and I somehow managed to get two chicken sandwiches, two fries, and on occasion, if I could squeeze it in, uh, whatever we got for the day. It's a but, burger on the side. And burger on the side, yeah. And then also a Snapple. Can't forget the Snapple. <laughs> but, like, dude, it was... Like every, like every time I came to the table, my tray was the most like just abundant compared to everyone else's. I've seen like people like I remember people were actually like looking at my tray and were just like, "Hey yo, bro, can I get one?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, bro, this is all for me." <laughs> and here's the thing too: I also walked a lot. Um, I won. I think by the time of my latter half of my high school uh years. So junior and senior, I was walking a lot, and you know that balances it a little bit, especially yeah, yeah. when you're in college as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, at least, like, you know, especially when I was in Brooklyn, I was taking the train going to uh to school, and plus on top of that, a bus as well to like go back home. Mm-hmm. So like, I was moving around a lot. So I mean, at least thankfully for that, like, I was fortunate in that, like, I was just inherently burning off all them millions of calories like thing just walking around new york and plus even uh going when i was in high school but like i know for i i think it was as soon as dude as soon as i started driving i didn't walk shit i didn't walk ever as soon as that convenience just like came into my life i was like i ain't walking fuck walking that's for peasants <laughs> like <laughs> I get my steps in at my job, thank God. And I think mm. that's helped my back a little bit, ironically enough, as well as, you know, mm. the diet there. Because you go to most places in yeah. America, the reason we're the most obese country in the world is not just because we're pretty much the well, uh, among the wealthiest, but it's also because... And I'll get, like, a little bit into the mm. sociological aspect of this right here. It's because it's cheap. Yeah. It's because fast food is cheap. Everybody Hell thinks that, yeah. you know, people just go and eat these things because, oh, like, it's just so delicious or whatever. It's not just because it's delicious. It's because you get, like, a, a full meal sometimes for, like, five bucks, even cheaper. Like, a full hot meal. And for people in lower, like, you know, income neighborhoods yeah. or just, you know, people who are below the poverty line and stuff like that, it's just the easiest, cheapest way to, you know, satisfy your hunger 
and it's also one of the unhealthiest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a complex for that or whatever, or like how intentional that is, or if it's something else, or just, you know, capitalism Pe doing Pe its thing. People may call it a conspiracy, but I truly believe, like, they've made it that way on purpose. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really do so believe it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, you know, but the thing is, that ain't always the case. Because mm. you have, like, college food or whatever, which yeah. they usually jack that shit up since mm. you're right there. And then again, five guys... Which is, like, sort of quality fast food, if you can call it. I think it's among the best of, like, the burger chains or whatever, in yeah. my humble opinion. I mean, they actually opinion. cook... They cook the fucking thing. That's oh, yeah. Like, in that, front that, of you. Anything. Yeah. But that's then, like, what's your excuse? Because it's fucking expensive for that like, shit. Nowadays, like, at least. Yeah, back in the day, what I'm saying, Back in the know? day, it wasn't like that. People, like, I don't know if people are around, like, from years ago, but I remember when Five Guys burgers were, like, four or five dollars. Now they're, like, eight for, like, one. And I'm, like... I could, and here's Current the thing. bacon cheeseburger price at Five Guys, and I don't know if this is just a mm. place where I work that uh, jacks up the prices. Mall, whatever, mall prices, small food court prices tend to be a little bit more up. 11 fucking 50 for a bacon cheeseburger, bro. For just the fucking cheeseburger. So and no, they get no you fries. By saying, yeah, no, 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 not even with the fries. Damn. The fries, which are also like five bucks extra, by the way. For the Holy regular size. Shit. And they get you by saying the toppings are free, which they are. But I guess they nobody puts two and two together to say that's included with the price. It's like this little package of playing cards that I've ordered for myself <laughs> over here. Yeah, you know, you might have spent $220 a grand total on playing cards recently in one <laughs> shipment. Who the fuck would do that? I know. But the shipping was free. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? No, that's how they get you, so obviously. Yeah. dumb. But yeah, I, I did, um, I, I guess I'll talk about that in a bit. I mm. don't know, but yeah. I, I And I agree. I don't think it's a complex. I think it's just pretty much like, just sort of capitalism doing its thing. Like, you know, yeah. like the prices are cheap, you know, like it's easy to get a hot meal. They get good turnover over mm -hmm. that. And so it's just easy, easy to do in that sense. Mm. Same with Dunkin' Donuts. It's just easy to just grab a quick coffee Ch and go. Chinese takeouts are also in that same vein. And I almost forgot about them because at the very least, like, Whenever you think of like Chinese takeouts, like everyone just sort of thinks like, you know, I don't think anyone ever thinks Chinese food is healthy. At least like obviously the American Chinese that everyone like, you know, Chinese takeouts, like those kind of foods. Everyone kind of knows like, well, yeah, obviously they're not the most healthiest of dishes out there. Fucking you see like even just wonton soup itself like looks like straight up like half oil, half hot dishwater, half salt. And then fucking the wontons just thrown in there. And also, obviously, for anything else you eat, like pork fried rice, that, dude, do you even know where that pork is from? I mean, no one wants to know, but it's like, and I don't give a fuck either, because like, I still eat it anyways every now and then. But I'm just saying, though, like, at the very least, like, Chinese takeouts are definitely, like, I think up there when it comes to very easy, accessible, uh, cheap uh, food that you can get. And I mean, I, I will say even this. I think even Chinese food takeouts are even just a bit better than normal takeouts. Because at the very least, like, they are cooking the food. Mm -hmm. Like, you do see them cooking in the kitchen past the counter. If anyone's ever not been to a Chinese takeout, which is impossible in this country. Even fucking Montana has a fucking Chinese takeout. Like, I would never want to eat at the Montana Chinese <laughs> takeout, bro. But my whole thing is, is that everyone in this country knows a Chinese takeout restaurant. They've seen it at least once. Even fucking Idaho. As a Chinese takeout restaurant. And you almost wouldn't even expect them to have one. Even a place that is abhorrently racist as Mississippi has a Chinese takeout. And it's headed by a guy named Wong who gets fucking trucker McGee McJackson come in and be like, hey, can I get that uh, 
Can't get that uh, pork fried rice with the uh, shrimp and broccoli. And uh, can yeah, I get the lo- uh, wonton soup with that? I'd like an order of the sesame chicken. I would like General Sal's chicken. I would like an order of General General Tiso's General Tiso's chicken, please. I would like General MacArthur's chicken. So let's get a throw. Let's get a little throwback Thursday to the fucking dude, uh, the Chinese chef who pissed in that racist guy's soup. Shout out to that man. Me Chinese. God, me, just me, me play the... joke. Me play pee pee in your coke. <laughs> One of the greatest nursery like fucking rhymes I've ever heard in my life. It's just everything about it is just perfect from beginning to uh, end. I'm still partial to Dan Holder Titer. She's a fighter Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still very partial but, to that one. But so basically to conclude, uh, I think healthy food is, it really depends on your neighborhood. And I think if you are sort of in a low income area, it's, I think, a bit harder to like go and even just do groceries. Like I've yes, been around, is. I've been around Patterson. I've been around even Newark. There's some spots that, but they're more towards like the nicer areas within those two, uh, within those two towns. And Patterson, Whole Foods in like the yeah. gentrified spot. In, yeah. uh, in and like Whole Foods in Patterson is huge. But like when you have a huge city, chances Patterson has are... a Whole Foods? No, not not uh no, no, Patterson doesn't have a Whole Foods. At least from what like, I know. New- Newark like, has one. I know. But that. like Patterson and Newark both have like very like small areas that are very like nice. Like this is like where you'd want to live. And you almost forget that the rest of Newark and Patterson is utter garbage outside of those little bubbles. It's like as soon as you cross that street. You just see no street lights. Probably a mugging taking place like two blocks away from you. Like right out af- right after you just exit that area. And Hoboken is also in that same fucking vein. Like Washington Street or Washington Avenue, whatever the fuck you call it. As soon as you cross out of there, it's just like straight up murder city. Like I don't know what it is. Like outside of those like that one nice street near the waterfront. After that, it's just garbage out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a dude, like, literally, like, at the peak of the pandemic, you know, no vaccine, no nothing, mm-hmm. just come up to me to my window, because I used to have to go to the Whole Foods there, like, once or tw- uh, once every two weeks or once a week. I don't remember how often it was at the time. I had to go there mm-hmm. because, um, uh, I had to go there because, like, when I was working for uh, Rise, actually, mm-hmm. I would go, like, to the Whole Foods there to help merchandise the product. And I park... And this dude just comes right up to my fucking window. Mm-hmm. He he knows I can't get out of the car because like he's in front of the door and I'm parked in between like two vehicles already. Mm-hmm. And the guy's telling me all sorts of shit about like how like oh he needed money or whatever yeah, just yeah. like to get like some food or whatever at a gas station. And I wasn't gonna fucking argue with this guy. I frankly was taking the virus very very seriously at mm-hmm. the time. So I was trying to not be near anybody. And yeah, this mm-hmm. guy, no mask, no nothing. He spit into the window of my yeah. vehicle while he was speaking. Mm. And all I had on me was 20 bucks. So I think I just gave this guy probably 20 bucks worth of, of worth of money or whatever. And the guy freaked out. He freaked out when I gave him $20. He was like, he was ecstatic when I did that. To the point where he was invading like my personal bubble and shit like that. And he didn't even like mean to or whatnot. And like he tried to shake my hand, I didn't. I had to tell him no because I didn't want to shake his hand. This is when we knew literally nothing about COVID yeah. besides the fact that this virus fucked you, basically, <laughs> and there was no vaccine or nothing for it yet. And when I did that, when I said like oh, I'm not really comfortable doing that because the virus, he was like, oh, oh, all right. And so he just backed up, and the guy straight up 
Gives me a fucking salute. Are you serious? Dennis, he saluted me. <laughs> Dennis, for the amount of drug money that I gave that bum <laughs> was, was so extraordinary. <laughs> that was legit. He could have gotten like two, I think two syringes of heroin off yeah. of that. If that's what he was looking oh, for. Because heroin's like 10 bucks, he, I think. He's, he's going to be like, he was probably like, yo, it's going to be a wild night tonight. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't look like a junkie. I'll give him that. He didn't mm. look like a junkie at all. Maybe he just like legit just needed money. I was in Newark. It's a very mm. low po- fucking poverty. Yeah, yeah. Low income area. Mm. So I gave him that because that's all I had. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with this guy. I don't know who he is. You know, and all I had was the 20, and I'm like, there I go. Yeah. And he what literally is- came up to me, and he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he yeah. came up to me, like, walking right to my window where he knew I was parked between two vehicles. Mm. I literally couldn't get out of my car. So and, and chances are, maybe he even had, like, a shiv underneath his fucking That's what I'm saying. So I didn't know who this like, fucking guy was. Like, listen, so. bro, just take this Jefferson and get the fuck out of my face. Just get, get out. Like, just go. <laughs> just go. That was Andrew Jackson, I think. No, Jackson's what? on the 10. I thought Jackson was on the 20. No, Jefferson's on the 20. Oh, that's good at least. <laughs> you gave him a slave owner. <laughs> no, no, I was just I was just gonna say because you know, Andrew Jackson I saw that question on Reddit, like like was Trump really the worst president? And a lot of people in there was like, bro, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <He's> kinda... <laughs> you remember you wanna you wanna do another throwback Thursday to an old double D experience here real quick? Be like, oh well, well, you see, kids, welcome to history with the double D's. Today we're gonna talk about the Trail of Tears. Yeah, you know, like that's. I guess I don't know. Different strokes we're, for different folks. Hard to compare. We're gonna them. talk about the Rwandan genocide. <laughs> well, you see, kids, <laughs> there were these people called the Hutus and the Tutsis. They did not like each other, <laughs> and one of them straight up genocided the other. <laughs> Hi there! I'm Hitler! <laughs> oh boy! Here come the Russians! Boy, there sure are a lot of them! There sure are a lot! Do I see American tanks right now? <laughs> well, I'm sure it can't be that bad from the other so shit. They landed. Well, I'm sh- <laughs> Ah, shit! Well, let me check up over down the, uh. over down the south side. Oh, fuck, it's Africa. Oh boy, they're and, coming from Egypt. And they're bombing us from every corner of the map. <laughs> I'm sure in the middle of an internal situation it can't be- Oh, what? Uh, oh, we, we we spent all our money killing the Jews? Oh, shit. Uh, Dresden, uh, Dresden's on fire. Why am I swearing? This is supposed to be for kids. <laughs> I forget, just, it's supposed just, to be like- They'll just censor it. <laughs> Dude, I would legitimately be so fucking down to do fucking- Deeply inappropriate fucking historical puppet shows at the local library with you. Come on, you gotta admit that'd be funny, dude. Like just getting thrown out, out of the. That's nah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't know. Like I feel as if like we're gonna educate these dumbass kids. We gotta at least like you know, like we gotta. I don't know. I feel as if we gotta take that like bit at least a little seriously. And we're gonna no, at least yeah, teach yeah. them anything. But like. I, I do subscribe to the Double D Experience. <laughs> it's a completely unrelated to like whatever the fuck like we're just talking about at all. And like, yeah. By the way, after learning about this horrific genocide that kid that killed millions, listen to this podcast that talks and makes light of those millions that were killed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I think uh, uh, it's what do you call it. What were we talking about? What the fuck? We, um, I, I sort of segued from one topic into the, into mm. the other, because we talked about fucking, 
I was talking about that guy that I gave that 20 to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I said, like, oh, like, no, it was Andrew Jackson on the 20. It's like, no. And then you were like, no, oh, okay. you dumbass. It's like, it was Jefferson who was on the 20. <laughs> that led us to talking about the presidents real quick of who was the worst president. We talked about mm-hmm. the Trail of Tears, and that devolved into puppet shows. I'm proud mm-hmm. of myself for remembering all that. Because usually we just jump from one thing to another on this And then we have point. no memory of it at all. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but that's <laughs> the double okay. D experience, baby. And if you don't like that, you can, you know, suck your own dick, and then Dennis's, and then mine. In that order. Make sure Dennis, Dennis, Dennis isn't going to let you suck his, you know, for obvious reasons, but, like... Make, make sure you're clean. At least if you're yeah, going to suck David, like, don't give him gonorrhea syphilis. <laughs> Having, like, more STIs than, like, you know, a, a bank account. Like, you know, it's just... It's, it's, you know, yeah. Uh, don't, don't kill David with that beard. <laughs> reminds me of this fucking Randy, uh... At the end of Purple Privilege, Randy Fellface, like, you know, because he was on this American reality show uh-huh. that, uh, like, for stand-up comics and the... The uh, creative producer didn't really like him because he just didn't have a story or whatever to tell, like, in, like, mm-hmm. those blurbs or whatever. Like, he's just like, oh. Oh, my father didn't molest me. You know, I don't support <laughs> the troops. What am I going to do? So he was talking about how he was, like, going around L.A. trying to, like, yeah. just make his life worse so we could have something to talk about. So mm-hmm. he's like, I found this homeless man, you know, sitting at the top of, like, the Hollywood Hills or whatever. And I'm like, he's bound to have some sort of, like, incommunicable disease. So I start sucking his dick, right? <laughs> Incredible. Which, by the way, I am, um, I guess I'll talk about that. Uh, it's not a big topic or nothing like that, mm-hmm. but Randy Fellface is my favorite comedian. He's a puppet from Australia, and he's going on a North American tour. I am going to see him, actually. I have reserved hey. seats to go see Randy Fellface. And by the way, I remember you were uh, giving me some suggestions of people to go uh, see him with. Mm-hmm. Y- you want to know who I, I wound up going to see him with? Are you taking your ma? No. Are you taking your mother? No, I'm not taking my mother. To go uh, see the comedian. Okay, are you taking a female friend? No. You are going with Glenn Tendo. Yes. Fucking knew it. <laughs> Even though it took me five tries to guess, uh, I fucking know, knew I, it. I left it in there for uh, I left it in there for a little while. Oh, suck my dick. Whatever. Why, why this time? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's just been a while. <laughs> it's just been a while, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I wish Daisy was real so she could. <laughs> David. Because I, I relate to them in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, tomboys are just so superior. Oh, okay. In every sense of the word. As somebody who dated tomboys, it's the best. Because they're, like, into, like, the dude shit. But they still want to fuck you. You know how rare that is? Uh, it's, uh, as long as they don't got like a, yeah, you like that voice. Uh, I mean, you know. I mean, I have seen, like, you know, some cases where they pretty much, you know, thrust into you from the front. Which I gotta say, to any women who do that, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Like, to just swivel yeah. your whole hips like that forward when your genitals are inside your body. Impressive. Really. Impressive stuff. Like, like Olympic grade type shit. Like, that's oh, Olympic. Like my fair ladies. Like, like uh, that's Olympic grade fucking. That's what that is. <laughs> like honestly, like holy shit, what a trooper. Honestly, yeah, that's part of the reason fuck. I like Daisy so much is because like she's the kind of girl where if you asked her to like do anal or whatever, she would tell you to bend over. And I think that's badass. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm not saying I would do it. I I don't think I would I would never let a girl peg me. I don't think, but I just think it's badass of her to ask. You gotta admit, like just so, for her to be like, all right, bend over. So Daisy's that kind of girl. Yeah. Peach would say no anal ever. 
No, no, no. Peach would never let somebody no. ever touch her asshole. Like, mm. ever. Are you kidding? Rosalina would be very into toys. Like, yes. very, very, very much so. We are talking about Mario characters, in case that wasn't clear. We're going into the NCU right now. But, uh... Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, Which, man. oh my god, I'm really wondering how the fuck that movie's gonna turn out. I'm you gotta think wondering. about this for a second when it comes to Rosalina, though, who I hope makes some type of cameo appearance. Maybe that's who me, uh, fucking, um... Maybe that's who, um... Why can't I fucking remember his... Why can't I fucking... Right, Charles Martinet. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's who he's voicing in the movie is the secondary characters. Like, I get to be Rosa. I don't know. <laughs> but, um... That's, you're absolutely right on that, Mark. And for those of you who haven't played Mario Galaxy, I mean, I guess spoilers for Mario Galaxy. <laughs> the lore of that is that Rosalina is like sort of like the mother to the Lumas, the adopted mother mm -hmm. to the Lumas. Basically, she just took it upon herself to raise all of them and watch over the cosmos yeah. and such. And that's because like she sort of left her home accidentally when she was like a young girl, mm -hmm. when she was like literally a kid. So she's been isolated. On that space, uh, oh, on that space station, okay. the comet, the comet uh, observatory, mm. with no man ever in her life at any given point, and then all of a sudden one day, you know, this fat Italian <laughs> cuck just fucking crash lands on the moon, and she starts floating down from the heavens, making this big fucking spectacle of herself or everything, because she's just like, oh my god, oh my god, it's, it's a man, holy shit, a penis. Like, what like, whatever that Greek legend is with, like, the island with all the women that have literally never seen a man the before. Thermoscara? It's, like, basically I where Wonder think. Woman originated from? It's where Wonder Woman was based off of, like, the Amazons. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You know, like, just all, like, the badass warrior women and stuff mm. who have never seen a man before. I don't oh, know how they oh, reproduce. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. There's no I, semen I, I anywhere. in the Wonder Woman lore, it's, like, they've had men come. Haha, -ha. they've had men come to the island, but like, <laughs> literally, they would just like kill them, like, as soon as they land, because it's like, ah, oh, no men! And just chop and their heads then off. they would just like take their jizz, and that's how they reproduced. I don't know, it, it might be like, kind of like that whole snoo snoo thing from Futurama, where it's like, they just like, if they ever do crash land, they just fuck them and then they dispose of them. Well, that's what I'm saying, because like, yeah, it's like literally they... death by snoo snoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, other it has to be, because otherwise, how do they survive? Oh, yeah, like, but they, they're also reproduce? immortal. They're also immortal, though. Oh, they are? Yeah, they don't... Oh, at oh, least in oh. the Wonder Woman lore, they don't... They don't oh, age. never mind. I don't know about the Greek mythology and stuff, which, you know... Which, when you think about Greek mythology, it's basically just professional fan fiction. <laughs> you ever think about that? You ever think about how, like, you know, people get made wrong. fun of for writing fan fiction for, like, Mario or their favorite mm. anime or whatever, and they're considered losers, but you can get a fucking degree in Greek mythology? Which is essentially, about that? which is, if anything, it's legitimate fan fiction. Exactly. Because these were stories that were basically told from like thousands of years ago. So like, I honestly do think the versions that we have are not the same versions that were told like obviously years ago. Like thousands yeah, it probably got bastardized at yeah, somewhere yeah. along the way. Like, so if they can major in that, why the <laughs> fuck can't I major in hentai? How, how, how funny would it be though in that like, you know the version of Zeus that we have now? And Zeus is pretty much a gigantic asshole like uh from beginning to end of the whole greek mythology sort of story literally all of yeah. greek mythology's problems yeah. come from the fact that he just straight up could not what, keep it yeah. in his pants like i how much you want to bet the version of zeus that we have this like in this timeline mm -hmm. was a completely 
humanized version of, let's say, the version they had from thousands of years ago. Like, you thought he was a dick now? This guy was the fucking black hole of evil. <laughs> like, uh-huh. way back. I mean, but also, he was the god of everything, at least in Greece. So, like, you know, you have to follow him. Like, it was basically they made... like the sort of Older Testament version yeah, of Zeus. Like, like, you know, when they, he's an they... asshole, didn't learn his lesson <laughs> yet. He's like, he was a grumpy old man back then. He's still a grumpy old man now. It's just, he's... He's a little better. He's a little better. He's a little bit. You know, he he didn't just, you know, fuck him and then just shove the baby in them and yeah. that was that. It, now it's just, I have reasons why I'm like this. What's your reasons? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what all these dumbass gods, like they all have like their reasons. Like things like, oh, you can't, you, like they, like the mortals always ask. It's like, why are you like this? Like, like fucking... Who was that guy? Prometheus? Like you're calling out, like you're checking your friend for being toxic. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yo, fam, yo, fam, why are you like this? Why you, like, I bet you all the guys, like, and people even give shit to Hades. And I think, at least for me, I I thought Hades was an asshole uh, because of Hercules. Because, like, that was, like, the kind of a popularized retelling of, like, mm-hmm. Hercules' story. Or Heracles at that, you know, uh, if anyone wants to get real OG with it. But, um, like, you know, in that movie, we thought, oh, Hades is an asshole. Like, he is jealous of his brother. He wants to rule Olympus, but he gets the shitty job like downstairs and deals with dead people all fucking day. Mm-hmm. But when in actuality, like if you even just read like a few stories, which Hades was involved in, uh, as far as the Greek mythology goes, like he, believe it or not, he's a very dutiful brother. If you kind of look into it, cause funny enough nobody i think i don't know i don't know maybe how it went but like i think zeus perhaps like kind of was like maybe just calling everyone up and being like yo who wants to rule the underworld and nobody wanted to fucking go down there because it's like yo it's cold as fuck it's dark as shit i ain't getting my vitamin d down there fuck that noise i ain't going and then hades was just like you know being like the dutiful brother was like all right y'all bro i'll go and and the thing is too like it's kind of true that all the gods kind of conspired against each other like they always do like in the stories yeah. like one's always trying to fuck over the other and like especially Sometimes when they, literally yeah and like especially when they have like mortal uh champions involved like achilles and a few others like they always just try to like fuck over the other guy because like they want this guy to win because like it's just like this whole ego shit like that they just want to be proven right it's like yeah fuck your guy my guy kicked your guy's ass and he fucked his that guy's wife fuck that guy <laughs> like it's just like it's like this it huge me like, like that in fucking high school bro and, and people even forget too that like those same stories were written by humans they were written by men so clearly like the, yeah like there's like going to be obviously discrepancies involved i don't think you even have to be like a let's say expert in greek mythology to kind of even know that and obviously those myths were made so that they could keep uh, the Greek population like in check and in control because you have to put the fear of God into like masses of people for them to not kill you. So is it because like they do they teach that in school and that's like, OK, because like it's not really a religion. Is that why is we, like the, the mythology? Like, yeah, yeah. Because like, even in like, you know, history classes or whatever, they'll like mention like why wars happened if it was because of religion or whatever, but they'll never teach somebody like, you know, about the deeper like nuances of it, if I remember correctly. But yet mm. we were supposed to take like the morals and the messages of like Greek stories. Yeah. When we're young. I don't understand. Like it, I'm in the same boat. Like, why don't they teach me the same thing about Mario Galaxy then? About how if you're like a, this cosmic space bitch... <laughs> Who has never, literally, never even seen a dick before? That it's not unnatural 
to wanna fuck the one man that you've ever seen in your life besides, like, your father. You know what I mean? If I was Rosalina, and, like, don't get me wrong, women are in way, like, more control of their sexuality than men are. Man doesn't see a woman for, like, God knows how many years. He He's gonna go insane. Like, he, he's yeah. gonna go insane not having, like, you know, pussy for that long. Mm-hmm. Women... I do believe, like, there was probably a point where, like, if they haven't seen a man in God knows how many years, even they'll, like, be, like, a little, like, cock-crazy at that point. Yeah, or, a little know, jumpy. crazy whatever like, they're yeah. attending, a little jumpy. That was Rosalina's entire fucking life. You mean to tell me that she met a man for the first time ever, and she didn't immediately turn to him? It was just like, fuck me! You know, it's like, no. There's no way. And I think there's, like, some hidden lore or whatever where she's got, like, sort of, like, a black hole underneath her dress or some shit. But at the same time, it's like... No. No, like, I don't get it. Like, even though that island of Amazons, right? It's yeah. like, there's just this one island that is just filled with hot women. Hot. Hot women. Like, hot. apparently, I think, I, it's one, or one of them, I think Aristotle, whoever, basically said, like, oh, yeah, that island of Amazons had, like, fine-ass bitches. <laughs> like, 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 the finest bitches in the land, like, literally. So it was, like, kind of... Well, I believe those were his exact <laughs> words. <laughs> He just came back, you know, finest bitches in the land. <laughs> Yo, you uh, you fellas want some pussy? <laughs> I know a whole island full of the most fire bitches <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. But imagine also just living around that time and hearing about this, like, rumored island. And you yeah. know how, like, even back in the day, like, oh, like, bit, let's say a couple centuries ahead... When we got told that, like, when they found the New World, like, for the first time, like, they thought, oh, this shit's India. But this was, like, a whole new continent that they just discovered, right? I almost feel as if, like, discovery in that sense was kind of the, the like, the feeling of discovery. And, like, let's say the curiosity of it was also probably in a lot of those, like, early uh, civilizations. Like, there was probably one fucking sap that thought like oh yeah like it's probably a virgin too of the village or whatever yeah and probably just thought like yo i'm gonna find this island of like <laughs> d- like dick deprived women and just be their king or some shit like i don't know <laughs> what did he think like he was gonna wash up the shore and he was just gonna take his cock out and they're gonna be like what is that Oh, I don't know what it is, but I, I've I never want seen, it. I've never seen that sword before. <laughs> Why is it attached to your body? <laughs> we shall make him our king. <laughs> Meanwhile, he goes up to fucking Wonder Woman land, and they just chop his fucking head off. <laughs> like, put it on a bike. And then take his cum and his dignity among all else. Like, right before they kill him, they make him come. And they just, like, behead him, like, right then and there. And they just stick his head on the shoreline of their beach. To, like, kind of give a warning to any intruders and shit. And, oh. Greek, I don't know, Greek myths. We got some Fs in the chat for Chris Pine. (laughs) Was the only man that any of those women had seen in eons or ever. And he still didn't get laid. Oh my god, he didn't. That's right. No. Yeah, but, but to be fair, though. Does Wonder Woman end up fucking Batman? In the Justice League movies, I didn't yeah. see that. No, and I'm, I no no no. The, I don't think that's how it goes. They just have like to defeat Superman at first because when they resurrect him, he's evil at first, and then oh, like, yeah. he gets fixed or whatever. And <laughs> there is this one dude who acts like all misogynistic towards her, and then I don't think Gal Gal Gadot stabs him. I think she just like tells him off or some shit. It would have been hype if it would have been hype if she stabbed him. 
to yeah, be yeah, honest. True, true. true. Yeah, yeah, but like that—that that isn't what happened. That isn't even what that movie was. It's like you go in and you think it's gonna be like this, like fucking modernized, like super, like I'm talking like freeform network, like feminism shit, mm -hmm. where they're like, you know, like all misandrosy and toxic. Like, yeah. see, men are the worst. Like, I would have gotten up and walked out of the theater, but it did it in a way where it's just like you don't have to hate men to prove how much of a fucking bad bitch you are yeah you know what i mean it's just she just does the right thing and she's powerful and she's yeah. strong and she like has like the moral compass just like you know your standard fucking caucasian ass gets shot in the shoulder but lives like you know modern male white male action hero mm -hmm. would it's like you give a woman those same qualities it's like she's fighting for the she's fighting for justice too and she just happens to be a woman it's like who's your favorite mexican american superhero it's like what same thing that Gabriel Iglesias has been asked. It's like, people have literally asked him, what's it like to be a Latino comic? And it's like, what the fuck kind of question is that? He's just a comic that happens yeah. to be fucking oh, Latin. Yeah, That's exactly. it. Like, you're asking me what it's like to be brown? Pe is that it? Is that literally what you're asking? What's it like to be a woman comic? And it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's some ceilings you had to break or whatever, but it's like, you're still a comedian. Like, you've gone through, like, some yeah, similar like hurdles as the same men ones do. The nervousness of being, you know, having to get in front of people and be, like, having to be funny or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, some little uh, teasing to... towards next week. People love to, like, focus on labels so much yeah. for some reason. And, like, I remember... I, I mean, this also goes both ways because sometimes producers of media also love to focus on labels, too, a lot. And especially... Um, I they remember can market them a certain way. Yeah. That's why they do that. Because they want to target, like, let's say that, uh, that audience that they're trying to, you know, Target that audience that they're trying to target. Yeah, like they're trying to target that specific audience. Like especially for a lot of movies, let's say, um, like Crazy Rich Asians. When that movie came out, it was not meant for everybody. But to be fair, everyone did enjoy it. So I mean, there is that as well in the sense that, well, like everyone thought like, oh, this movie's just like specifically about crazy rich Asians. But no. <laughs> But, like, everyone who, like, anyone who watched it, like, all said, like, oh, this is some funny shit. Like, they really, like, enjoyed it, the comedy of it and all, and, like, even just, like, the tone of the movie. Like, it was very enjoyable. And, like, I mean, I'm Asian, and I watched it, and I thought it was, like, an okay movie, if anything. It was it was fine. But, like, the, the pandering goes both ways, though, too. Like, I think for production companies that, like, are trying to just, like, shuffle out all these, like, let's say, like, nationality-specific movies, like... There's a lot of them nowadays, and, you know, some some of them, I guess, like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, no one, sh they, they shouldn't make them. Like, I think there's some stories, yeah, that should be told, of course, especially even, um, like, that one uh, Martin Luther King movie that came out uh, a while back, Selma. Selma. Yeah, yeah, which was, like, specifically about, like, the whole march that they Which made. that was directed like, by a woman. Yeah. So, like... As far as those kind of stories and everything, like, those should be told. Yeah, they're historically significant, especially that one, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know if there will ever be a movie about the uh, Japanese internment camps from the, uh, during, the, during World War II uh, and, like, maybe have a movie about that because I almost feel as if, though, like, even after... I mean, I think the story should be told, yeah. yeah. But it's just, like... I don't know, like, it, it's just... That memory is still so fresh in a lot of, like, Japanese-Americans' minds that it's, like, they'd have to get someone that is very, um, like, almost an expert. Uh, they'd have to get an expert, yeah, like, on that whole topic so that at least they show it in a very, like, 
objective sort of light because like that's one of the times in at least in american history that i feel as if even though we do talk about it a lot i don't think it's ever really emphasized enough how, how much of a dick move that was i just found and, a list of feature films about the japanese american internment it, how recent are some of them here's one from 2007 focuses mm. on internees use of baseball as a source of entertainment while living in the camp mm -hmm. here's one from 2014 uh under the blood red sun a 13-year-old Japanese boy faces monumental adversity in 1941 Hawaii when the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. uh, this one says 2018. It says it's a short film, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a short so, film, but that—that's what that one's about. Here's um, mm -hmm. here's another one from 2018. Mm -hmm. Go for broke, an origin story. Follows a group of University of Hawaii uh, ROTC students during the tumultuous year after the attack on Pearl Harbor as they navigate wartime Hawaii and fight discrimination. All right, so I don't think that one's necessarily about the internment. That one's just mm -hmm. about, like, you know, Japanese Americans, like, facing uh, discrimination. But yeah. at least some short films here and there. But mm. maybe not a feature. Do you think they're waiting until, like, maybe anybody in who still lives in America experienced that or, like, dead? I think, you know, I think I'm just kind of basing it off of the fact that the climate is perfect, I think, for a movie like that because of all like the rise in Asian American hate crimes uh, mm. across the country and everything. So I bet you if I, I don't know if they are, I, I have no idea like what to base that off of, but I honestly feel oh, as if like if you were Dennis. Uh, a like if you're part of an Amer Asian American sort of film production company and if you're not jumping on this, like. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Your genius I, is showing, I, dude. I, I'm also just also... I, I'm not saying that you should profit either off of, like, an incident like that. I mean, there was even, like, the L.A. riots, which has never been touched, I think, in film. Because, like, that would make all the Asians and black people in L.A. remember that whole history and probably go at it each other again. Like how they did during that whole riot when it like happened. The 13 Reasons Why effect, where it's like that film was like... The, the, the show was like, they said... You know, like, they rewrote this to, like, talk about the experiences mm -hmm. of a teenager who killed himself, and literally all it did was raise teen suicide rates. Yeah. So, maybe, yeah. I don't know, like, there is, like, a butterfly effect when it comes to that. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, who's to say, like, if uh, if it does happen, if it happens. But, I mean, I'm surprised, though, at least that, um, not that I'm, again, not that I'm saying that there has to be one, but... I'm just surprised there hasn't been one because at the very least, like, you know how Hollywood is always just so, like, fucking money horny? And, like, yeah. they just want, like, you know, to cash in and get, like, a check for, like, uh, for whoever. But, like, I'm just surprised they haven't even, like, uh, tried to um, make a movie out of that. Yet. Dude, your film school is showing because you're thinking like a film marketer here. You know what I mean? Like, I've taken some screenwriting classes before, and I'm not going to... Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned before the uh, the uh, screenplay that I used to write back in 2020 when we couldn't leave my house. I've mm -hmm. since been focusing on other things. But one of the reasons, you know, besides that that story was mine and that I really felt like I could make it full and unique is because I also thought, like, I could genuinely have that film made one day because I think it's really marketable. I think mm -hmm. it would be modern, it would be trendy, and it would appeal to such a mass, especially since I would, like, make... The, especially since, like, you know, the ideas that I had for the main character would appeal to, like, such mm -hmm. a general audience to the to try to get the kind of people who would never see a movie that would be that quote-unquote progressive mm -hmm. to come see that. You know what I mean? Same like what you're saying for, like, sort of the Japanese and in, uh, internment camps or that kind of movie. It would fit the climate. If you can find a way mm -hmm. to, like, trick audiences into thinking that like this is going to appeal to the most bottom of the barrel like customer movie base or whatever like we got like marvel movies out here here's yeah. something general that the people will love and then they come see it and it's something completely different 
that's when you struck gold because you take a like mm. a good meaningful impactful movie that let's be real sometimes the you know the lowest common denominator might not see and you advertise it in a way that appeals to the lowest common yeah. denominator that is how you make a success I like think. it's it's Maybe. also the reason I'm literally why. not a professional <laughs> film marketer do not listen to me I'm just saying uh, I think that's something that would uh, work because market yeah. marketability on a film so important if you can't yeah. advertise it if like you feel like the, the film it, companies can't sell it they're not going to make it. It almost you know lives I mean? or dies depending exactly. on the marketing. And I think mm -hmm. even uh, it's the reason why that uh, around that time when a lot of those hate crimes were starting to be on the rise, Shang-Chi, that one Asian uh, specific uh, Marvel movie that had come out, uh, which was also like, it did very well, believe it or not. It did yeah. very well. And, and Black mean, Panther. And Black Panther. Like, it's yeah. the reason why I think, at least in my head, like, you know, <laughs> so Di Disney is not stupid. They're like they they're almost too like they're too smart to do anything stupid, I feel. And I mean well, mm -hmm. I mean people argue, well they ruined Star Wars. I'm not gonna get into that. But like <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a whole different beast on its own. We're but, an hour into the episode, guys. <laughs> Don't so, talk about ruining Star Wars. <laughs> we're gonna like we're gonna like try to wrap it up soon. But yeah. I think uh it's it's true. Like the climates like people I think um Another movie that I almost think was almost uh, kind of maybe was almost bound to happen because of the climate at the time. Um, oh, fuck, what was it? It was that one movie with Steve Carell. It was with um, it was about the uh, great financial crash of uh, two thousand and eight. The fuck was it? Oh my god. Uh, was that movie uh the big short oh you're saying kids oh i'm yeah. oh, sorry <laughs> so yeah. which, which i didn't understand that fucking film they tried to it, do it in a way where like they, they, they had like it. celebrities come in to explain like fucking oh uh, and here's bar raffaelli in her in her bathtub explaining to you how short selling works and like and i didn't Bourdain. get it i was just <laughs> looking at her titties that was also That's... anthony bourdain too before he died Holy oh, shit. for real? Was he one of them? Yeah, he was actually one of the ones to explain oh, it as well. Wow, yeah. I don't remember that. Because truth be told, I tried to follow that film, but it really does go delve deep into like fucking like it, really high end economics. Yeah. It's a pretty so confusing it, film. It, it took me like th like repeats of like three times like per scene per of those scenes to kind of at least have a kind of an idea of like uh, what they were talking about. And after like the third time, I sort of got it at that point. But it is one of those movies where like you probably may have to repeat some scenes just to know what the fuck they're talking about mm -hmm. and obviously if you have to repeat a scene for a movie you're not gonna want to watch the rest of the fucking movie because you want a movie to be one continuous thing that you don't have to pause and rewind back so i mean a huge pet peeve of mine when people yeah. do that <laughs> like if, I, if i'm by myself and i'm watching something i'll do that but when i'm with other people no, no. Nah, that's the worst nah no. yeah it is but well like i think uh, so just to conclude, at least in terms of movies, I think everyone, uh, I don't think if you kind of know the climate, depending also within your country, everyone, I, I don't think will ever be surprised in terms of certain movies that come out. And it's even funny we mentioned that considering during World War II, Germany had many films that had come out of the woodworks uh, for them. And there was one movie that had come out um, that was starring, uh, well, not starring, but it was about. <laughs> I'm 
Salazar. It, it, yo, Call of Duty World at War. Germany had the best march yo, after victory. I'm not like, going to lie. Like, it, even though, the, look, also another thing about that march. It was not first a, a Nazi march. It was a Prussian military march that they basically said, we're going to use this. <laughs> And we're gonna make it into a Nazi. Oh, not even that. Like the the fucking um the it's one of the last missions of the entire game where like you're playing as Petrenko and like you're you're with the third shock red army and you're fucking in it's you're infiltrating the fucking Reichstag. Yeah. Like that music's playing on the radio and that added such a level of immersion. Oh, it, it, it hit that that, world that, that when that world that war is like still up here. When they gotta to remake. They gotta remaster that game. I, I, I'm surprised they haven't yet. But whatever. That's we're not yeah. delving into that. Point is, you but, know. So uh, yeah, like Germany, even like also like by 45, when everyone was closing around them, they were still making movies. One movie came out when the Russians were literally coming to their gates, and it was essentially about like um, Frederick the Great, who, if anyone doesn't know, like he was a famous uh, out, out the gate first servant of state. <laughs> Oblique, I, I was tactics like, I was, exactly straight. I, I was actually watching some ERB stuff, like uh, was when I was on the toilet one time, and I was like, "Damn, I remember all these, like this nostalgia." Right? I watched it. I yeah, do yeah. too. The amount of it, fucking bars I remember. I've got I'm creative nuts. talents and battle malice, heart of steel in the field, genteel in the palace. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, so, going on, like, I actually really like uh, that episode, believe it or not. But um, yeah, so, me too. Like, that was a great battle. So, so that, so that movie. Um, so this movie that Germany made, uh, especially by the uh, basically the twilight uh, years, the twilight weeks of like World War Two, uh, in forty five, like it was about um, a similar situation that uh, basically the that the fatherland also found themselves in, in that uh, it was around this time that in this movie Frederick the Great was being also surrounded by several enemies from east and west. It was almost a ve- like the the obviously the whole Nazi film industry was just another like you know voice for the for the reich and like plus for also like just the party itself you know all the movies you're gonna make you're gonna basically you know extol nazi values and arianism and say jews are evil and shit like that like you gotta do it like otherwise well we're gonna destroy your studio so you have no choice in the matter anyways but some of those directors like also hopped on that train like this like they just like knew like oh this is where the money's at fuck yeah we'll make those movies i don't give a shit and for this movie in general, like, uh, it's, yeah, like, about Frederick the Great. And it's supposed to be, like, a parallel almost, like, to where, like, kind of Frederick the Great's almost like Hitler in the sense that, like, you know, we're being surrounded on all fronts. It looks as if, like, we have no hope. But, like, they still, like, hold out for the final victory. Like, you know, it's, like, we're, like, the end seek. Like, we're gonna win. No, like, even though it looks bleak, we're gonna win no matter what. But the funny thing is, is that, at least when it came to um, this whole thing with Frederick, he was fighting against Russia as well. So like there was those parallels that like a lot of people were starting to kind of like kind of draw like between the two of them. But for Frederick, the reason why that because even he felt that, oh, like I'm going to die. Like everyone's going to come and invade and I'm going to probably get strung up and killed. Like he he knew like what the fuck the deal was, but for Frederick, at least uh, in history, the Russian uh, empress at that time, she died right before that invasion kicked off. And right afterwards, the guy who took her place had such a hard-on for fucking Frederick that he basically switched sides right then and there and had Russia be allied with Prussia uh, at, right after that. So they called it the miracle of, um, I think, 
I forgot. Uh, they called it a miracle of something, but that was like people say like that was almost like God's providence that like it basically said like to tell Frederick like you know you are destined to like win in a way like you're you're ordained by God to win in a way, but and that movie came out when literally Germany was being surrounded by all sides in modern day Germany at that point like by the Americans the Russians the British everybody was coming for Germany's plump asshole so like so it like the the climate like again is very important when let's say you're kind of uh I mean nobody ever really kind of predicts movies unless like they're a like a as David said like a marketer for films but like you won't be surprised if you kind of kind of feel like engage out like the uh we call it the the climate that's going on at the moment and i mean who's to say in the future i I mean no one really knows too much about the russian film industry i bet like among all of us here but if you know when that war is over like that's going on in ukraine uh chances are there's probably gonna be a lot of anti-war shit about that whole war like coming out yeah i can't uh, wait to catch the netflix special (laughs) about that shit (laughs) Immediately afterwards. Who, who the fuck's gonna play Putin, though? Maybe get... You know what? You could get Kevin Spacey. I was just fucking he's thinking like, Kevin Spacey. He, he's, like, vile enough that, like, he could just shave his head and just speak oh, in get a it? Fake... Like, he was vile he's in like, real life, too. Yeah, that's what so... I'm saying. Like, he's built for the role. Like, literally. I mean, but, like, you know, they'd also have to pay this fucker. You're saying and we're gonna uncancel Kevin Spacey. We're gonna uncancel Kevin Spacey for one role. To be fair, he's dug himself in such a hole that I don't think he'll ever be able to be uncancelled for it. Well, no, he literally got called out, like, for sl- trying to sleep with underage people. Like, this is uh, not, like, Louis C.K.'s type shit. Like, no. he was actually a vile ass human Yeah, being. yeah, where you, or, like, you know, fucking Aziz Ansari, where you went on a bad date or whatever, and then, like, just something turns into something else because someone mm-hmm. just regrets something decision. Like, no, he literally got caught, like, seeking to fuck yeah. underage people, so, like... Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. I can't wait to see you on the fucking, like, historical, like, the more mature-rated historical documentaries. Because you would be perfect for, like, a comedy show about world history. And I'm not talking, like, drunk history or whatever. I'm like, because you just describe these things in such a way. Because everybody was just coming for Germany's plump asshole. <laughs> like, you, no one else describes historical events like that. It's just... When you piss off that many nations in the world, like... <laughs> you you know what to expect by the end, man. Yeah, oh. you do, don't you? I wonder if there's uh, any parallels you can make about the modern day with that. Anyway, we're done. Economic sanctions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I guess. Yeah. We are done, folks. We are done, I hope you enjoyed guys. this episode of the Double D Experience. I thought this was a great one. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, same. Uh, like, again, that was a our... perfect amount of lack of structure. And here's our plugs. Boom. Right here motherfucker right in the face we are available wherever you get your podcast out here on youtube.com slash natunist here on spotify if that's where you're listening and also on apple podcasts where you can leave us a good review and that'll help us get noticed a little bit more we'd appreciate that google podcast anchor uh breaker radio public all that Mm -hmm. other stuff as well and if you want you can go ahead and follow our socials because dennis has been posting some fire memes on them (laughs) shits recently at twitter at Double D Pod and on Instagram at the Double D Experience Twenty One. Not gonna spoil anything for next week or the week after that, but the week after that, we will be doing Double D's Go to the Movies as a full episode reacting to the Sonic film. 
because Ayo. it will be out at that point. We should probably reserve tickets, to be honest. Uh, no? You, you want to go in and just hope it doesn't get sold out? I, I mean, mean we're trying to go to the midnight release? Nah, fuck that. Oh, like, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't want to go into this, but it's just like, I, I kind of miss midnight releases. I remember oh, when okay, we were you young. Okay, you want to do it? No, I'll no, no, it. I'll do no, it. No. But it's like when we were young, though. I had that stamina. Now, when it's 12, 12 a.m., I want to go to fuck the bed. I'm boring now. Like it's just like back in the day, we had that stamina. Now I'm just kind of like when it hits. Yeah, like when it hits twelve, I just want to go to sleep. Dude, I don't know what it is. Being in like, bed at ten p.m. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, heat. we we still gonna watch it, but I don't think a, a midnight release is kind of on the table. You also got to see the opinion. first one. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Okay. I already know what happens. Sonic wins. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, bye. Gonna... We love you so much. So much. That's off. <laughs>